only you've earned it. <laughs> yes, you deserve it. And so we give our worship now. So we pour our love out now. So we give you glory now. And we live our lives for you now. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the watching by internet or SoundCloud or whatever social medium you're watching by. Can you just say hello? Amen. Amen. I thank our pastors. They are on a well-deserved vacation. So I thank them for allowing me the opportunity to come before you and speak this morning. Um, I don't take it lightly, so I just thank you for it. And before I get into it, I have to acknowledge my husband, Minister Johnny Walker. The smartest man that I know. <laughs> we have been married for 33 years and he's put up with me. He's put up with me through all my impulsiveness, through all my scatterbrainness, through everything. So I thank God for him. And I want to thank God for you and how much he loves you. And, you, and he's a blessing to you and you're a blessing to him. Amen. So let's get into the word of prayer and then we're going to get right into it. Father, we come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. And just, we just said thank you. We thank you for your unconditional, undying love toward us. We would not be here without you. So we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you still will yet do. I pray, Daddy, as you've given me this word, that I decrease, Holy Spirit, you increase. I don't want to speak with enticing words. I don't want to speak other than what you tell me to speak today. And I pray for the congregation that they will hear this word, receive the word with gladness, and then go out and act on it as you've given it to me. So, Daddy, I just thank you for this opportunity. I praise you. I appreciate you and give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Everybody agree? Say amen. 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 Okay, let's get started. You can be seated. I want to ask you a question. 
Do you remember the time when you got a new job or you were a new employee of a company? How many of you guys remember that? Amen? And some of you might be going through that right now. And some companies, their HR department will call that onboarding, O-N-B-O-A-R-D-I-N-G, which means they're going to acclimate and introduce you to the new culture and to the new environment. Amen? Amen. So with them doing that, they would give us what? The employee handbook, rules, regulations, how the culture is, um, the essentials, the very important information that we need to be a successful employee. Amen? Amen. Amen. And after we went through the meeting where they reviewed the policies, the procedures, and gave us the employee handbook, what did they have us do? There you go. Sign an acknowledgment uh, that you understood and that you would hear, adhere to what? The code of conduct. So today we're going to talk about the code of conduct, conduct as Christians. Amen? Our right, man, let's get started. I'm going to ask you now, let me just say this, I'm putting this out here now. We're going to go through a lot of scripture. So get your turning, your scripture turning finger, whatever. We're going to go through a lot of scripture. Oh, also, let me say this. For those of you who want the notes, you can go to the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app. Click on the, uh, the three lines to the right at the bottom. Click on that. It'll carry you to the events. Linked Up Church will come up, and you can click on that, and all the notes are there. Amen? But we're going to walk through today. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Now, I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified um, Bible version. Amen? And it says, Therefore, become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. As well-loved, beloved children, imitate their father. Verse 2, And walk continually in love. That is, value one another. Practice empathy and compassion. Unselfishly seeking the best for others. Just as Christ also loved you, and gave himself up for us, an offering and sacrifice to God, slain for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. Now, the Greek word for imitate, I'm going to try my best to pronounce it, but I might not get it right. The Greek word for imitate is mem e o a he. Amen. <laughs> Praise God, I got through that. And from the Strong's and the NAS Concords, that word is defined as what we just said earlier. Follow, example, I imitate. Another, de another definition says to mimic. Now, Jesus walked the earth as a man, right? And the Bible says that he was tempted in all points, like us, yet without sin. And I know you're thinking, well, he was Jesus. But when he walked the earth, he was man. He didn't walk as Jesus. He walked the earth as man. So I can just imagine the evil, everything coming against him, just like we are today. Everything we face today in this society, he had to face it. Yet, he did not sin. And he didn't make any excuses about it. He made no excuses about it. He just followed God. He only did what the Father t 
told him to do. He only said what the father told him to say. He didn't make any excuses. He didn't reason it out. He didn't question. He didn't guess. All he did was trust and obey, even to the point of death on the cross for you and me. He could have said no, but he didn't. Amen? Amen. Amen. So my first point, point number one, is we're going to follow Jesus' example. How many of us say we are Christians? Okay, that's pretty much everybody in here, right? So then we should be doing, we should be Christ-like, as Christ did, following his example. So let's walk through this. Point number one, follow Jesus' example. Romans 12, 9 through 19. Now, I'm going to be reading this out of the Common English Version. If you got your Bible app, it's C-E-V. Amen? And I'm talking slow like I got all the time in the world. Let me get to it. Okay, verse number nine says, be, be sincere in your love for others. Hate everything that is evil and hold tight to everything that is good. If we're followers of Jesus and that's what he did, guess what? We're supposed to do that. The world has it backwards. Now we say evil is good and good is bad. God does not change. We, the father, we, we follow God, not the world. And if he says this in his word, that's what we're to do. Hate evil and to cling to everything that is good. Verse number 10, love each other, brothers and sisters, and honor others more than you do yourself. I don't, I don't think I have to explain that, do I? That's pretty self-explanatory. Verse number 11, never give up. Eagerly follow the Holy Spirit and serve the Lord. Let me give you two examples. What did Jesus do? He went to the cross and died for us. While we rejected him, we turned our back on him. We didn't even know him, didn't want to know him. He could have said, because while he's on the cross, he's already, before he got to the cross, he was stripped naked. He was beaten beyond recognition. They had said every manner of vile thing they could say to him. Yet, he went to that cross. Now, he could have said, if it had been me, I would have said, you know what? I give up. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. I'm not dying for these jokers. He did not. He loved us so much that he willingly stayed on that cross, nails pierced in his hands and feet, dying for us. He didn't give up. Let me give you a modern day one. How many of y'all just watched the NBA championships? Go to Warriors, yay! Okay, some of y'all didn't clap, so I guess you Cleveland fans, huh? <laughs> okay, that game, even though my team won, Steph Curry, Clay Thomas, and what's the tall one? Kevin Durant. <laughs> Somebody else said that, but I don't agree with that. Anyway, they won, but I also admire LeBron James, probably one of the greatest basketball players of this era, right? He was making 30, 40, and I think one night, didn't he do 50 points? He did 50 points. We didn't find out till later that he did, his hand was broke. He played while his hand was broken. Now, he could have given up and said, you know what? We have been swept through this whole series. These jokers not doing anything on my team. I'm just going to sit it out. Because he didn't have to. He didn't need to. He got more money than he'll ever need. But he never gave up. Amen? He never quit. He never gave in. Same for us. We are to never give up. We got God living where on the inside of us. If Jesus was willing to go to the cross and sacrifice his life, surely all of us who raise our hand and say we what, Christians? 
We should never give up, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Verse 12. Let your hope make you glad. Be patient in time of trouble and never stop praying. Pray your way through your trouble. Because when you pray your way through, guess what? You're praying God's word. He hears and answers prayer. Didn't he say any word in his word that he does? God hears our prayers and God answers them. If you're having trouble, welcome to the real world. It shouldn't be a surprise. You're living in this earth, you're going to have trouble. Not a negative confession, but that's reality. But you pray your way through. You trust God and you believe him. Amen? Amen. All right. Verse 13, take care of God's needy people and welcome strangers into your home. Again, I'm reading from the common English version. And that simply means give to the saints that are in need. Practice and show hospitality. Be nice. Be kind. Not only to saints, there's other people that are in need. God, God was no respective person. He healed the needy. He healed the saved and the unsaved. Did he not? So we're to follow his example and do the same thing. Help the needy. Be hospitable to them. You see your brother and sister in need? Help them when you can. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you how you're able to help them. Amen? Verse 14. Ask God to bless everyone who mistreats you. Ask him to bless them and you not to curse them. Now that's a hard pill to swallow right there. And let's just keep it real. It is. Because we don't want it to. You mistreat me, I want to come back at you. I'm going to come back at you. I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me, which is the wrong mindset, but I'm going to come back. What if Jesus had to do that to us? All the stuff we've done. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to move on. All right? When others are happy, be happy with them. Verse 15. And when they are sad, be sad. Sad. I think we're in a world now where we're so cold, we don't even show any compassion for anything. The, it, I mean, all the stuff that's going on in the world, we can show compassion through praying. We're so ready to bite each other's heads off instead of just praying and showing compassion and trying to understand there might be an underlying factor that's going on that we don't even know. We don't take the time to communicate anymore. We communicate by text. What's that? What is that? We don't even pick up a phone anymore. What's that? So we, don't, we can't even show compassion because we don't, do what's, we don't have that intimate connection relationship. And we as Christians, if we're following this, the Christian um, conduct code, a code of conduct, Jesus touched everybody. Amen? Amen. Let's keep going. Okay. Verse 16. Be friendly with everyone. Don't be proud and feel that you are smarter than others. Make friends with ordinary people. Let me break that down for you. Connect with humble, godly people. Going through life without being a show-off, a boaster, a bragger, or self-conceited. How many of y'all know somebody like that? Not in this church, but I'm just saying. (laughs) When you got it going on and when you got it like that, you don't have to open your mouth. God will make you shine. You don't have to say a word. Amen? Do not break the law to become rich and powerful. How many of us are chasing? Do they call, what they call it now? Chasing them coins or whatever it is. Is that it? I heard somebody say that. I'm like, what is that? Talking about money. But how many of us are to the edge where we're willing just to do whatever or say whatever 
to get that next dollar. But none of us in here, none of the Christians in here, I'm talking about outside somewhere. Don't value the rich over the poor. Jesus didn't. He's not a respected person. Remember when he went to the Gentiles' house for dinner, they invited him in? Well, back then in biblical times, the Gentiles and the Jews didn't mix. It was racism. So he was not supposed to go into their house, yet he did. If he's no respective person, guess what? We're not to be either. Because but, but by the grace of God. Oh, y'all looking at me like I got two heads this morning. So I'm going to keep moving. <laughs> verse 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's back up to verse 17. Don't mistreat someone who has mistreated you, but try to earn the respect of others and do your best to live at peace with everyone. Agree to disagree. We don't have to fight and bicker and get all upset because my opinion might be different than yours. Let's just agree, agree to disagree, pray for one another, and go to the word of God. How about that? All right. Verse 19. Dear friends, do not try to get even. Let God take, take revenge. In the scripture, the Lord says, I am the one to take revenge and pay them back. Let me give you a little story. Let me bring it down. Something Minister Diane Walker, Miss Holier Than Thou, recently. Um, a family member car had broken down. And so we let them use our car. And my husband and I were going to take it to the shop to our repairman to get the car fixed. Well, the car was start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. So we thought, okay, we, we believe we can make it to the dealership before it completely break down. So I laid hands on it. I was praying over doing everything. Sure enough, about a mile when we got in, the car stopped. I was following my husband. So he said, go back to the auto parts store and get a battery. So I go in to buy this battery. Everything cool. Talking to the young man, um, probably 19, 20 years old, talking to him about the battery, how much it would cost. All of a sudden, this other man from behind, I found out was the manager, he jumps in the conversation. I didn't ask him nothing. I was talking to this young man over here. He was helping me very well, but he felt compelled to jump in the conversation. So I didn't say nothing, I let it go. I thought, yeah, you're doing good. You're a Christian today, you're doing good. So then I find out, my husband had told me, make sure you get the tools. They'll loan you the tools to change out the battery. You just have to bring it back. So I was asking the young man about the tools, and again, this man, the manager bust out and said, don't you take them tools home. Now, come on now. Now, you know, you know, I was already listening to, I like talk radio. So I was already listening to the political talk of the day, and they happened to be talking about racism. So guess what? My antenna went straight up. Even though he might not have had that intention. When he said that, I went off. Minister Diane Walker went off on him in the store in front of everybody. And when I say I went off, I went off. So I'm just telling y'all, I was trying to get revenge. It was wrong. I had to repent. So don't do that, amen? <laughs> amen. <laughs> and the Lord dealt with me after that. Number two, my second point, under the code of conduct or the Christian code of conduct, have a re personal relationship with God. A, under that, study God's word daily. 
you know, I'm just going to say it, and y'all still love me after it's over with, and I won't be up here for a long time anymore, so if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I love y'all, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm just amazed, not in here though, Christians outside. I'm just amazed that Christians don't even know the word, don't want to know the word, don't read it, don't believe it, don't trust it. And then we wonder why our lives in shambles. Y'all still love me? But is it not the truth? We don't even care to know the word. And if we do know it, we don't want to apply it. Because society is telling us something different. And guess what? We're following them. You know the old saying, if you want to hide something, put it in a book. We'll read everything else. We'll play video games all day. We'll go to the club. We'll go to the mall. We'll hang out with him, her, them. We'll do everything, but we won't get in the word of God. And guess what? This is our life source. Remember these? The B-I-B-L-E, like Minister George said? This is our life source. Yet we will not get in it, and yet we wonder why our lives are in shambles. It gives instructions. The Old Testament tells us what? not to do. The New Testament tells us what to do. We learn from the Old Testament. We need both, but we won't take the time. Hosea 4, 6 says, and my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. What knowledge? The knowledge of God's will and his way. Because if you get in here, he'll tell you about anything. He'll tell you about how to be prosperous, how to be delivered, how to be healed how to be set free, how to walk a holy life, right? You know holiness and righteousness still exist, right? How to do things his way, even as a young person, how to start off young. If you start off young in this word, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Bible is God speaking to us, teaching us, giving us instruction, revealing his promises to us, and providing answers for everything we need to live a victorious, prosperous, productive, whole life. It's all right here. And we're looking for answers in all the wrong places. We're looking for answers with him. So we go to bed and sleep with them. Her. We go to bed and sleep with her. Nowadays, it's them. It's threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes. But, of course, I'm not talking about the Christians in here. I'm not talking about us. Number B, pray. The Christian code of conduct, pray. Conversation between you and God, that's simple. He's available 24-7, 365, no matter what. No matter what you've done, what you're doing, what you will do, all you got to do is go to him. He loves you. He's proven that already by giving his only son, Jesus, on the cross for you. He died so that we could live. And when you pray sometimes, be quiet. You talk so much, God don't even have time to say nothing. He can't say anything because you're talking all the time. Then you'll walk away and you'll say, oh, I don't think I hear from the Lord. He didn't speak to me. Baby, you didn't give him a chance. You just did not give him a chance. Give him a chance. Let him tell you the plans and purposes he has for your life. Then walk it out. Let him tell you who you should hitch up with, who you should be connected to, and who you should not be connected to, especially in this day and time. Because the times are serious. It's no time to play. 
And he's only trying to protect us because he loves us. Amen? Okay, let's move on. My time, ooh, my time is running. Number three, commands to Christians. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 3, and I'm reading this now out of the Amplified. I know everybody got the Amplified, correct? Amen. So here we go. Verse number three, but sexual immorality and all moral impurity, indecent, offensive behavior, or greed must not even be hinted at among you, as is proper among saints, God's consecrated people. For as believers, our way of life, whether in public or in private, reflects the validity of our faith. So I'm going to ask you this question. How are you living? Your lifestyle tells a lot. How are you living? I want you to listen to this article real fast. It's from the Everyday Health, and it says, society puts an emphasis on sexuality, but casual sex can impact your physical and emotional health in ways you could never imagine. Did you know that having multiple sex partners, yeah, I said it, or promiscuity, I can't say that word, you know what I mean. I can't say it, can put you at risk for HIV AIDS, prostate cancer, cervical cancer, oral cancer, which can affect your life's longevity, just to name a few. And I read something else where it says over 19 million Americans or people are walking around with some type of STD. 19 million. The behavior is also associated with multiple sex partners, could also be associated with heavy drinking, gambling, and other thrill-seeking behaviors. And they even indicated possibly um, behaviors like driving fast. I know I said that too. I laughed on that one too. <laughs> so how you living? How you living? What's your lifestyle like? Does your walk reflect your talk? But not anybody in here, amen? Because we linked up church, amen? Not anybody in here. Number four, let there be no filthiness and silly talk, of course, obscene or vulgar joking, because such things are not appropriate for believers, but instead speak of your thankfulness to God. What's coming out of our mouths of words? Are they destroying us or are they edifying and building up? Even your joking. How you living? How you living? All right. Verse number five. Four, be sure of this. No immoral, impure, greedy person. For that one is in effect an idolater. Has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. For such a person places a higher value on something other than God. We're all guilty of that at some point. We are. We've placed our jobs, our houses, our money, our cars, our kids, our kids' sports, what college they're going to go to. We've placed so much value on all that and forgetting the one who did it all at the cross for us. That's idolatry. I had to repent because, you know, I like to go shop. So instead of me taking some of that time spending it on studying, I'm out shopping somewhere. And then I wonder why certain things are not going right in my life. But not you guys, just I'm just speaking about me. That's all. Just speaking about me. 
Verse number six. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments that encourage you to sin. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience, those who habitually sin. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. He loves us, sent his only son, but he didn't send him in vain. Amen? Amen? Amen. Verse 7. So do not participate or even associate with them in the rebellious of sin. You don't have to argue about nobody while you take a stand for God. Just take a stand. If they don't believe it, they don't understand it, that's on them. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Walk away in love. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. See you later. Simple. Verse 8 and verse 9. For once you were in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Live as those who are native born to the light. Verse 9. For the fruit, the effect, the result of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyle be examples of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. How you living? If we say we're Christians, and I believe we are in here, then we got to really examine ourselves and take a look at ourselves. Amen? Verse 15, therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. We got to know the times. We got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. We got to know when to walk with them and when to walk away. And don't be concerned about how they feel or how they think their feelings. Amen? Not that we're better than anybody. Don't get me wrong. We are not. We're all a work in process. But sometimes some things will lead you down a path that you can't come back from that path that you don't want to go. Amen? Amen. Verse 16. Make the, most, make the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are evil. As I get older, and for my more mature people, raise your hand. As I get older, I realize the time that I wasted and how much further I could be ahead had I taken advantage of every opportunity when I was a senior in high school, the second half of my year, I pretty much smoked weed throughout the entire year. Where would I be? Where would I be had I not been? <laughs> it's funny, but it's real. Where would I be? Where would you be? If we had to listen to our parents, if we had to listen to those elderly people who were giving us wisdom, we wouldn't be in half the mess, half the junk we're going through right now. If we just listen. So for everybody, I, I said it, I, I said for young people, but I mean for everybody in here, you can start today, make a change in your life and, and let God restore that life to you. But we waste so much time doing nothing. Who cares about the latest pop stars and the latest, I think I heard something about Drake, he had a billion downloads. Who cares? Is that helping you? Is that benefiting you? He making all the money and we still here working trying to get the dollar. Come on, y'all. But I love you. And I'm speaking to myself more than y'all right now. Just speaking to myself. Hmm. Hmm. 
Verse 17, therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. And guess where we find his will? It goes back to here in his word. Everything we need to live to live a successful life, whether we're a baby, whether we're a, a, a teenager, whether we're a young adult, old adult, senior adult, it's right here. And I guarantee you, if you just take the time to get to know this, your life will be awesome. Had, we, had I done this at a young age, had I accepted Jesus at a young age, my life would have been totally, totally different. And now you got the opportunity, young people, old people, middle age, you got the opportunity. Amen? Amen. Verse 17 and verse 18. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless. I already did that one. Verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Typically, when somebody gets drunk, they're trying to suppress an issue, a problem. They're trying to numb their feelings just for a little while. Only to realize when they're sober, the situation still there. God is the only one who can help us. He's the only one that can deliver us, not a bottle. You're not going to find it in a bottle. Instead of turning to the bottle, turn to him. And besides that, being drunk cost. Let you be a drunk driver. See, won't you have to pay something? I heard on on the radio says it's now $10,000. Then you go to jail. Then you lose your job. Then there's a chance you lose your family. And even more importantly, you might lose your life or you might cause somebody else to lose theirs. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Again, I'm not talking to y'all in here. I'm talking to the Christians outside. outside. It's, this is serious. We're living in serious times. We can't play. Either you in or you out. But the choice is yours. God still loves you. He still loves you. He'll never give up loving us. But it's our choice. Either we're going to choose life or we're going to choose death. And we talk about it and we talk about it and we talk about it. Now it's time for us to be about it. Amen? Amen. And I know you guys are saying, and I'm running out of time. Well, Diane, everything you're saying sounds like legalism. Ain't legalism. This came straight out of the B-I-B-L-E, the word of God. We use that excuse when we don't want to do what the word says. Amen? Amen. All right. Then we talk about grace. We sung the song grace. We thank God for his grace and his mercy and his love because all of us have done things that he's been gracious to us. I know some things I've done where a couple times I know I should have been dead. But his grace and his mercy kept dying. I don't know about you. I can only say it for me. His grace and his mercy kept me. But with that grace comes a responsibility. It comes with a responsibility. Amen? Amen. We have to do our part. It's not by our works. It's all about what he did and not what we do, but we still have to do our part. No different than you telling your child, don't go out there in the street, you'll get hit by a car. Guess what? You can tell him, but if he decides to go out there, the results, just the law of the land, he's going to get hit by a car. Amen? Amen. God loves us so very much, he gave his 
very own son, Jesus' life for us that we might be saved and live forever. Salvation is a free gift to us, but Jesus had to pay the price. It cost. Following God cost. If you're a Christian, you know that. It cost to be a Christian and to live holy and to live righteous. It costs. It costs you your time because God will require you to do things you don't necessarily want to do or think you can do. It'll cost you your money, giving, give, your relationships, because some folks are going to walk away. They don't want to have nothing to do with you or your God. Amen? Amen. It will cost you your will and your emotions, because guess what? We have to submit to God's will and way. And we don't want to do that. But it'll cost you that if you're a Christian from time to time. But oh, God is faithful. And he blesses big. He is faithful. I've seen it in my life. I'm a person, I'm a kid raised in Arkansas on a farm where I had to pick cotton. Most of y'all don't know anything about that. Had to pick cotton. My mom raised okra. Had to pick okra so we can have food and take it and sell the okra and the peaches. And she grew gardens and we had to do all that. We killed our food. We didn't go to the grocery store that much. Just keeping it real. But I look at God now, what he's done in my life. He's no respect of person. What he done for me, he'll do for you and even greater if we learn to trust him, okay? So as I close, now that we know better, guess what we're going to do? We're going to do better. We're going to take responsibility for our actions. No more being lazy, lagging behind, and no more excuses. If it doesn't work out in your life now, it's not because of anybody but you. That's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. When you've got this right here, if you don't understand King James Version, you got your phone. There's 50 million other versions you can read that makes it plain. No excuses. So what we want to do is we want to re repent, which means acknowledge our sin where we've done wrong, turn away from it, and go toward God. He's not mad at you. He's not got a lightning bolt he's going to strike down. God loves you. He said his love never ends. Love never fades away. He loves us. Now's the time. We must step up and respond to the opportunities that he has placed in front of us. When we do that, the consequences will be a holy life. And as a result of a holy life, guess what? We'll have eternal life. And as I close, remember, you are loved by God. He is our banner, our rallying point, and our means of victory. He's the one who fights for us. He says he fights for his people. We are his people. He fights for you. He loves you. He will do what needs to be done if you just trust him. Nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing. I don't care what you did if you just did it two minutes ago. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you got something out of that. Amen. I want us to stand, and then I want you to repeat this prayer after me. I'm asking everybody to stand.
And I want you to repeat this, Father, thank you for dying on the cross and bearing my sins for me. Help me to renew my mind daily and to focus on the things of you. Help me to be strong and make the right decisions to glorify you in everything I do. In how I speak, the places I go, and the people with whom I fellowship. Thank you for all of my blessings. Help me to pray, read, and meditate on your word daily. I will do my best to live holy in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's just give him a praise. Thank you for his grace, his mercy, his goodness, and his love toward us. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, for those of you who are saying, Diane, I want to get in on this. Well, you can. We're going to give you an opportunity now. We want you to know that how much God truly loves you, so much so that he had you here to hear this word today. So while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, except those who are assigned to walk and move around, I'm going to give four invitations. And if any of those invitations fit you, I want you to lift your hand just as high as you can. Amen. So the first invitation I'm going to give is salvation. Salvation means you have never, ever accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. You have never said with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God and that he, and God raised him from the dead. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now if you've never been saved. Secondly, for those of you who have had a relationship with the Lord at one time, but now you've walked away, he didn't walk away from you. He still loves you, and he's wooing you back to him. But you want to come back home. You want to reconnect to God. I want you to lift your hands right now. Just lift them up real quickly. Lift them up. Thirdly, if you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not water baptism, I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues, raise your hand right now. Anybody? Anybody? And fourthly, the fourth invitation is if you, if you would like to become connected to a church, linked up church, and make uh, our pastors, Pastor Joel and Patricia Gregory, your pastors, and uh, you, you, you like the vision and the way it's going and you like to become members, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right now. Amen. I'm going to go around one more time. If you didn't get in on the first wave, you can get in on it now. For those of you who would like to, for salvation, you want to receive and have this goodness that God has already provided for us and, then, and live the life and walk out the purpose he's called you to. Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. He loves you. He's waiting on you. He's longing for you. Number two, if you want to rededicate, recommit your life, restore that relationship, raise your hand. Number three, baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. Raise your hand. And then number four, finally, for membership. Anyone? Well, amen. Praise God. I guess we're all family. Amen? Amen. amen. I pray that that word was a blessing to you. 
I pray that we'll all take heed, receive it, and act on it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm going to turn it over to Minister George right now. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Wasn't that a good word? The, the code of conduct, breaking down how we should live now that we have been...